Before we dive into this episode, I want you to think about what it would feel like to have your dream clients begging to work with you. Your DMs are flooding with inquiries, emails are pouring in, and your past clients are sending over all of their friends to work with you. Trust me, babe, you've been putting in the work, investing in your education, and reaching new levels in your self-development and skills. I see you. But do your dream clients actually see you online? I have a handful of intuitive content coaching calls available and would love the opportunity to help you shine online. Check out kianamarie.com slash connect to learn more. Together, we work closely to generate a ton of content for your business, not just trends, but genuine content that feels true to you and your business. From my kitchen table to yours, we come up with a content plan flooded with behind the scenes clips, client experience, and upcoming events. You are a big deal, my love. We just need more people to know about you. Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com slash connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. One of the best ways to grow and expand your business is to invest in education. As soon as I started booking flights to attend workshops, conferences, and events, my business really picked up speed. While I was absorbing all of the wisdom, education, and encouragement from the speakers, coaches, and leaders, I was also making new friends with photographers and business owners from around the country. Today, I have the honor of chatting with two new instant forever friends I made recently while attending the Graceful Gathering Conference in Ohio. I felt the dazzling connection when Tia asked if I could be on her vlog, and the conversation and passion just poured out instantly. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Cameron and Tia. They're high school sweethearts that turned their passion for loving people and creating wildly fun and creative experiences into a thriving business. You can catch Cameron and Tia photographing weddings, families, and seniors, while also educating photographers with tried and true strategies, as well as keeping us all on the pulse of new technologies and programs. Hello, chat GPT, AI, ManyChat, and so much more. This is an episode you'll for sure want to be taking notes and share with a friend. With a warm welcome from Arizona to Minnesota, I can't wait to introduce you to Cameron and Tia. Let's get this party started. Welcome to Kiana Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins, big or small, by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients, and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at kianamarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. All right, all right. Welcome to the party, Tia and Cameron. I'm so, so grateful you can join me today. Oh, we are so pumped. We're excited to be here. You guys, first of all, I have to mention, I know you all can't see this right now, but you all look really like legit right now. (laughs) I love your setup. Oh, you rock. Yeah. Cam loves tech. He loves to explore what's new, what's hot. And Cam just can't go, can't not go full out. Like Zoom calls with our clients, things like that. He's like, I am going out. I'm doing this thing. Yes. Well, I am so excited you're here and you are really like, you're really bringing your A game. So let's get started. You rock. (laughs) Yeah. So I would love to know, and this is a conversation that a lot of us are having in the wedding industry and in many businesses, we're literally all doing the same thing. We have very similar cameras. We're all using Lightroom and we're even using the same trend in audio right now for, for reels and TikToks. So how do you two stand out in the crowd? Totally. So I think the simple answer is being us. And I know people hate to say that, hate to hear that because they're like, okay, yeah, I get that. That's totally the answer I know. But I think the reality is, is if we can strip away all of the extra things, if we can strip strip away trending audios, we can strip away trending templates, all of these things, and just truly show who we are, we are attracting and repelling every single moment in how we look, how we show up, what we're wearing, what we talk talk about our cadence and what we're talking about. Literally everything is attracting and repelling. And there is such power in that. And I think when people hear this repetitive, like just be you, just be you, like that's great. Awesome. Here's something freeing about it. I think that Gen Z 
is often becoming a lot of entrepreneurs' clients. They are becoming the people who we are selling to, and they are so excited about putting their money behind people who they want to support, people whose values align with them, and that is powerful. I also think another caveat with Gen Z is that they want real. They want the actual real. They don't want something that's stylized. They want this real, true, authentic thing, and we can see that already in how they're performing and how they're operating on TikTok and just how that consumer is operating. And so there's freedom in that. So if we can have a mindset shift of like, okay, yes, I know, be me, like blah, 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 but be me. And that's going to affect my ROI. That's going to affect my bottom line. That is powerful. And so I think we really try to just have that mindset shift and reiterate that with ourselves of like, hey, I don't need to put on the show. I don't need to have this extra element. I don't need to curate. And instead we need to truly show off us and our values and what we bring to the table. And I know you are such a proponent of that, Kiana, but I think the more that people can just have that little mindset flip of like, this is what people want to see. This is what consumers want to see. And that will be so powerful. Yeah. And along the same lines, like being mindful of what other people are doing, but also in a sense, like putting on some blinders and like just being you and doing your thing and focus on that and like get moving forward. Totally. Yes. This is great advice. And I love how you mentioned the kind of redundancy of yeah, be you, be you, just be you. Well, what does that even mean? And when you can truly show up and do things that excite you and that bring you joy and maybe even do things a little bit differently than just the streamline. And the first thing that comes to mind too, because a lot of our listeners are wedding photographers and many are entrepreneurs and small business owners just across the board. But I almost think sometimes we got we get caught up in creating content that looks like cursive writing. Yes. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Like it's just sometimes, especially in like wedding photography, la la land, we could feel like everything just feels soft and emotional and just so um, pastel-y, right? And then sometimes our personalities just don't always match up with that. Like I know with you and Itia, when we met recently, and yes, Cam, you were there (laughs) uh, before the graceful gathering. I mean, I just felt this lightning bolt of bright colors Mm -hmm. and energy and this combustion of just looking at you and being like, oh my gosh, I am you, you are me. I love Mm -hmm. you. Let's be instant best friends. Yes. (laughs) And that wouldn't have happened if you were presenting yourself in a soft professional way, right? There's a piece of us that, that also carries that, especially with our wedding photography, but you simply being you vibrant and so welcoming and just, just so fun to be around. That's what really attracted me to you guys. Yes, totally. And I feel as though photography and wedding world education in like, let's say like five, maybe 10 years ago was everyone was encouraged to present with a veil over them. And it's this veil of like, Ooh, it's soft. And it has those pastel elements to it. And it was Maybe you were still shining through a little bit, but those bold, magnetic parts of you just had that veil over it. And now there are so many more fonts. There are bold fonts. There are eclectic fonts. Like there are crazy fonts. And that is so wonderful. And that's so powerful because there are clients out there for that. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, let's keep rolling because I'm loving the way this conversation is going. (laughs) And I love that. Like I mentioned before, we met each other recently at the Graceful Gathering hosted um, by Courtney and Robert Cannon. And I just want, I would love your description or like your reasoning why you two invest in education. Totally. So Cam and I actually have a unique story and I'm going to go over this a little bit with education because there's a big lesson in here that Cam and I got into our photography careers. And we got to this place where we were kind of coasting, where we were like, hey, this is working. We feel as though we have some good answers for ourselves. We know what we need to improve. We know this guide that we want to revamp. Like we're feeling good about this. We're not lacking direction, right? And um, this will come up more in our conversation, I think, but Kim and I are very curious. And so I think that played for us really well in that we'd find free education or we'd find this course here or there, you know, just an online course that served us really well. And I think that served us well in this kind of like mid-tier coasting of our journey. Cam and I actually had not done any in-person education until last year in 2022. So that is crazy. We just were kind of operating in our bubble. And I will say like our local wedding industry doesn't feel like they kind of go out of Minnesota much. Like a lot of our local community stays here, does their thing. We were kind of operating in our curiosity bubble where we thought it served us well. And we were missing a huge component, which was the same component in which we met. 
We have thrived in this last year getting to meet people, find people that align with us, align with our journeys, align with where we want to go. And that has been really, really powerful. So we did not attend our first photography conference until last November, which was Thrive Photo Conference. And since then, in the six months, we've gone to three conferences. Um, We were able to find our first mentor, Hope Taylor, and we were in her mastermind last year. Um, James and Jess were also mentoring us for Q1 of this year. So we've just gone like balls to the walls. We were like, okay, this works. Duh. Like, what were we doing in our own little bubble? And so I think this huge lesson for people who are early on in their entrepreneurship career is you need to find a community. We thought we had that. We thought we had this local vendor community, but there was so much more out there for us. There were people like Kiana who could just like breathe life into us and our business. And that is something that you can't find operating in your own little bubble. Yeah, no, I think this is incredible. And I think that was one of the first things that I learned once I started investing in education. In fact, I love that you mentioned Hope Taylor because she was my very first, actually my second, um, I'm jumping ahead because I did um, do a workshop with Jasmine Starr in like 2016, yes. like oh something wow. so crazy ago. But Super Hope Taylor crazy. was like, yeah, she was one of my originals um, that I first invested in. And in fact, I was, I've, I've it, for the record, the first girl to fly the farthest for one of Hope's <laughs> <laughs> workshops. Oh so I gosh, came from cool. California. In fact, her mom was so sweet because she made, you know, Amy Taylor is just the cutest. And she was making her famous mac and cheese and her cookies and all of her delicious meals for the workshop. And she had to meet me. She was like, where's this girl that flew in from California? <laughs> I'm like, that's me. <laughs> that is so wonderful. So like, yeah, that's just powerful. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. So what advice would you give to someone who is starting their business now? Totally. I think it's that education element of that you need to get out of your bubble and you need to figure out what else is out there. And I still think looking back, Cam and I were doing that in different aspects. Like we were figuring out what systems we needed and we were really researching and we were figuring out what was new and what was hot. But this element of connection is powerful. And whether that means that you're getting a group together that's really synonymous with your goals and with your journey and having a little mastermind chat once a week, once a month, whether you're just getting together for happy hours whether you're virtually having like work days where you're just working side by side, having like major CEO days where you're checking in with each other of like, what is this big project that you're doing? Let's keep each other accountable. All of those things with the human connection is beyond powerful. Well, yeah. And also beyond just trying to figure out, okay, what steps do I need to take to get to where I want to go? Like what is step one? What is step two? What is step three? And then taking those steps, find somebody who can show you the way, like show you what they did or show you how they think you might operate well and like save yourself that time and that headache and all that extra work of just figuring out the path before you can even start walking. Totally. And that path is always faster. That path is always faster with someone who has already gone down that path and can just take your hand and lead you along it. Yes. This is so interesting. And I almost kind of want to unpack this thought too, where, and I'm getting, so I get all these downloads, like as we're speaking, I'm like, wait a second. Oh, like I'm like, (laughs) Uh Like, I want to share this. Totally. Um, But I want to open up the conversation about sometimes we see a lot of these like entrepreneurs, coaches, mentors, these people that we see like get it, right? They've been in the wedding industry for 15, 20 years sometimes, and they've made this shift into education. And the frustrating part is they've built their success and they've built their growth, like their huge impact and growth five, 10 years ago. Right. right. So that's why I love connecting with new friends. Now it's like, yes, business is business. And a lot of the fundamentals really don't change. It's just the the technology that's Mm -hmm. updating, which I can't wait to pick your brain about that. Um, But I love that kind of friction that that creates where you want to look up to these mentors that have been there and have done it and they're tried and true. But there's also an element about actually contacting your peers, right? People that are in the same playing field right now now that are battling these algorithms and battling these trends and trying to show up. So I would love if we can kind of like open up that conversation where you kind of want to like, where do you find these educators and how do you know what to invest your money in? Yes. Okay. So I think there's two levels to that because the people who are these five, 10, 20 years ahead of you, there's value to that, right? They built their business and business is business, like you said. And I think that that can serve you in different seasons of your life. At some points, you need tried and true workflows for your clients. And how much have those changed and shifted? Probably not too much, right? Like the structure of those still align and seeing someone who's that far ahead of you, 
Wow. That can be super eye-opening, but then that peer-to-peer relationship is so valuable. And so here's where I think tangibly we find these, um, conferences are awesome. I think conferences have so much value because there are a lot of people there and that allows you to get in a pool and find people who really align with you and who are a right fit and be cognizant of, Hey, 75% of these people are wonderful. They're so kind, but they're not the right fit for me moving forward for my time and for my energy. But you are going to have that 25, that 10, that 2% that are super valuable to you moving forward. Um, if you can find local events, I think that is really powerful always because there is that relatability of what's going on locally in my market or just like how our lives feel, whether that's like temperature wise or seasonally or anything like that, like that's important. And so I think local events are really, really nice. Um, but I think if the more that you can get in pools, the better. And so whether that's just like local entrepreneur events, whether that's something specific to your industry, like photographer meetups, Mm -hmm. those things are just getting you in more and more pools to find better fits. Yeah. And that is something we did find some success in early on. It's like local groups and things like that. But also we struggled because we're a husband and wife duo. We don't need a second shooter on the day or anything like that. And so like that is one easy way to get to know other people is like having them second shoot with you or you second shooting with them. But Mm -hmm. We struggled because we didn't have that option. And so our only option for local groups was local meetups and stuff. And so that was really hard. But I think there's something to say also about finding that educator or that mentor, because there's something in like a Hope Taylor or the Canons that attracted both of us to them in some way. And so finding your peers through that educator in some way, even if that educator maybe teaches slightly different than what you would actually implement in practice now, those peers that are also attracted to something in them too can show you how they're doing it or they can talk through those oh, too. That's like freaking it. Finding like-minded yes. people through this point of connection. That is okay. That's it. Yeah. Because, um, so your dear friend, Lelia Amati, we attended her conference for the first year, the creative educator conference, and we were blown away by the people in the room. Yeah. And that's because Laylee is so great at attracting and repelling, and she was able to curate a group that wholeheartedly wanted to put their money towards her, right? Like we were talking about earlier, but that means that the people in the room were such great fits. And so when we're talking about a 2% fit, a 25% fit, we looked around the room and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to meet this person. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this person. And that is where value really lies. Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. You just gave me the chills and I'm literally over here like happy dancing. Like I know y'all can't see this, but we're just like vibing. And it's so true. I love seriously, Cam, you like brought that full circle for us where it is really a combination of both, right? It's reaching out to those heavy hitters, those big mentors and those big impact thought leaders, but then also creating that ripple effect in their, Mm -hmm. like their fans, their followers, their friends that are really going to make those connections. Totally. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I've always been a firm believer that it is not the fastest, prettiest, smartest, richest businesses (laughs) that actually stand the test of time, right? It is the ones that are most curious and the most adaptable. So we have a lot of technology that is changing literally every two minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I would love your advice on how business owners can be more open to these technologies and how exactly we can even discover them. Oh, absolutely. So first of all, I love this framing because I feel like so often, like, yeah, we see like all of us can think of people or all of your listeners can think of people that seem to have great businesses. They're successful. And it's either like creatives or businesses or even like big corporations that seem to be doing well and like living their life. And sometimes it feels like the business is just running itself and it's great. But then I feel like we also see the people kind of do the opposite of being curious. Like they get complacent and they're just like letting their business run itself and that's fine and it's working, whatever. But then a new app comes or a new editing tool or just something comes along. And while they have their head buried in the sand, being complacent, all these other people and businesses just start running by and passing them because their eyes are open. They're being curious and they're taking these new tools and running with them. And so I think, Like keeping that mindset of being curious is so important. Like, because obviously, like there are so many talented and skilled people out there. But if we're not actively working on our business every day, it's so easy to just fall behind. And Mm -hmm. something that you were saying to you earlier made me think of this when we were talking about at the beginning of our business and what we were doing well. I think one thing we knew and we did really well was finding a CRM really early. Like we knew that 
that is one of those things that sure we're talented and skilled enough to handle all of our client communication, to do the contracts and the payments and all that. But to some level, it wasn't worth our time. It wasn't worth the effort to do it. And so we made a point early on, like to get curious, to find a program out there that could help us solve these problems. So we got really lucky in that we found this program early on. I was also starting out. I was also trying to gain traction and it was a program called HoneyBook. And this program did the things we wanted it to do. It looked pretty. And most importantly, like it served our clients really well. And I remember when we found this, we had this discussion because you know, we had the option to pay monthly or we had this option to you know, pay a big chunk up front to get like this founder's rate and all this stuff. And we almost didn't want to jump on it. We were scared. This was early. We had one wedding book we were to be a wedding. in the beginning of our business. So it was like this investment was like, what is happening right. here? We knew it was important. And eventually we jumped on it. And it turns out that like one of the benefits of getting curious is like you don't always know how it's going to pay off in the long run. And for us, getting curious, we found this program. It served our needs. It handles all of our contracts, all of our communication, all of our payments, the questionnaires with the clients. Then also, we paid that founder's rate, and that's all we've ever paid for HoneyBook. So now, every single month, that just a few hours of getting curious about pushing our business a little farther has helped our business grow and save money month after month after month after month. And so I think keeping in mind that mindset of being curious just can pay dividends in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love this. And I love that you jumped on that because you just don't know, right? Like you have to do the research. You have to find it. And the first thing that comes to mind too is, and I know you guys have both your names for your businesses and even mine is unique. But so for example, Lemon 8 just popped up, right? And it's mm -hmm. another kind yeah. of social media app. I have, I know nothing about it, but I jumped on it right away just Same. so I could get right. my Absolutely. domain name. Uh -huh. Yep, that's it. I just want to reserve my name. I've, I've scrolled it. I'm kind of learning a little bit about like the culture of the app. I haven't posted anything yet, but I, I sucked up that domain name right away. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And I heard really early on, speaking of Jasmine Starr, yeah. I heard her on an IG live when IG live had just come out and she was talking about early adoption and being someone who goes out, gets after it and explores because yeah, you might dump a little time into something and then it's not quite worthwhile. Or it might be a situation like HoneyBook where we pay the founder's rate. We never pay again. We have this for free. And Jasmine was talking about the reason why apps or features, so in this case, it was IG Live, at, or I'm sorry, it was IGTV at the time. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Even more, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reason that these succeed or people see success in them is that, think about this, Instagram, they had dumped all this time and resource into making IGTV a thing. They probably had a full department that was working on it. They had people hired just to develop that. And so, of course, they want to reward people. They want to see it succeed. So people who are using it, they're going to dump energy into making sure that that algorithm is rewarding that. And so things like Lemon 8, things like I remember when Clubhouse came out that I was like, let's go. Let's give it yeah. a try. Let's like dump uh -huh. some time and energy into it. I was on Clubhouse for literally two <laughs> weeks straight, almost 24 hours a day. Oh, like, girl, I was soaking it up. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes, because that could have been something that panned out. And I will say, Cam and I were really early on in TikTok and um, we it was right during uh, quarantine and I dumped all my time and energy into it. I said, hey, let's go. Let's make videos like crazy. And we saw a lot of success for it, from it. We were able to grow our audience to 65,000 followers. And it was just an insane thing because the market was not saturated yet. And TikTok wanted to see people succeeding on it. They wanted to see people growing a following and being able to curate a community there. And so we were able to see a ton of growth just because we said, let's jump. Let's figure this out as we go. Yes, I love that. So let's kind of take the, the conversation into the direction of AI, this yeah. artificial intelligence. That is one thing that I actually am like waiting for people like you and businesses like you to like do the research or even yeah. like my totally. bestie, Dawn. Yes. Yeah, with Tech uh -huh. Savvy Creative. I'm like, uh -huh. okay, you you guys go be the little seekers and yeah. I'll just kind of learn from you. <laughs> Absolutely, so, because there's so much going on. Oh, 100%. Yes. So first of all, before we even really dive into the tools and all the ways that it can change our life, what what exactly is AI? Yeah, so big picture AI is more or less a tool that's trying to simulate human interaction yep. or human thought processes. Yep. And so it is a tool similar to tools that do automation that streamline processes and that work for you. 
But what makes AI unique is that it operates in a way that feels natural because it's trying to mimic the way a human thinks and operates. Okay, so that sounds really scary. Like that sounds like <laughs> robots are taking over the oh, world. 100%, yeah. Yes. So the first question I want to ask, which is a burning question, and it mm-hmm. kind of ties back to the survival of businesses and being able to adapt. But what is your answer when someone says, is AI going to take my job away? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even stepping back farther, I feel like when we started kind of digging into AI. So I've always been really curious and love tech. And like, I want to be on like that bleeding and cutting edge of tech and just like see what new is out there. And I remember T and I had a conversation early on because she was terrified of AI. Just like hearing AI. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. And we had a conversation early on that was like, okay, well, let's talk about little things that we use every day, like using Google Maps to navigate you to a new place. Like there's an AI that you're using every single day that you're comfortable with. We have tools in our house to raise the shades that's like at sunrise or close them at sunset little things like that that's like everywhere in our life every time you talk to siri like you're talking with an ai it's just like all these little tiny pieces in your life that you've grown comfortable with now cam and i ai over and over and over again and like it is a very like small use case and like very narrowly tailored ai but it works and it helps you and it makes your life just that little tiny bit better so why can't we embrace that yes. on a larger scale cam and i literally drive a tesla that drives us everywhere it has full self-driving <laughs> it makes left-hand turns at traffic lights like it is full out and so when cam pressed pause and was like look at how much this enhances your life why would you be resistant to something that's enhancing your life have i opened a shade in two and a half years no way they open for me and then they close for me at set times and so i think that was really powerful when we think about how much can this aid us this is super impactful. So why wouldn't I tap into something that could do that for me? Yeah. And there's also something to say about like being on that more cutting edge. Like sometimes things don't work perfectly. But if we like take the time to just spend a little extra time to invest, to learn those shortcomings or those slight areas where it can't perform well, because like for our car, for example, it is terrible at roundabouts. We just <laughs> got a new update two weeks ago that makes it a lot better, but still too scary. <laughs> I'm terrible to actually... at roundabouts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's too scary to trust it to do a roundabout. So I know every time we come to a roundabout, I'm going to turn it off and do it myself and then turn it back on after we exit the roundabout. It's like little things like that, just like taking the time to learn it and explore it, even if it's not, even if the intention isn't necessarily to serve you 100% right now, it's like, okay, what can this do for me now? And then I'll take that and run with it. And as it grows along with me, I can allow it to do more and more and more things. So bigger picture, looking at industries as a whole, like, is this taking people's jobs? Is this scary? And I like to think of it as, okay, there's a photographer. Who's more powerful, the photographer not using AI or the photographer using AI? Obviously, the photographer using AI. Am I more powerful than AI when I'm using it? Yes, absolutely. So if we can pair those things together, we're going to be able to jump forward regardless. And I think that that really helps you of like, when people are scared about copywriters and like, is AI going to replace copywriters? No, copywriters who use AI are going to replace the copywriters that don't. Yes, I love this. And I am such a like storyteller and I love like similes and metaphors for business and just like life in general. And it actually reminds me with like the invention of um, drive-thrus, right? So when fast food restaurants, or I should just say restaurants in general started offering these drive-thrus, like people didn't know what to do. Like they were (laughs) like, wait, what? And so that's just one example. I mean, everything from refrigerators to the invention of trains and airplanes. Mm -hmm. I mean, who in their right mind, when you see this heavy junk of metal flying in the air, is ever going to think, oh, that's a great idea. I think I'm going to go go fly in the air today, right? Like totally these right. are ways. And I, I love how you gently reminded us that we are already using this AI technology in small portions and not really being like open to these possibilities. So what are some ways and some tools? Because I have this burning question of like, okay, so how are you actually using AI in your business today? Yeah, absolutely. So first base level, and I think it's the easiest entry point is that people should be using ChatGPT. If you're not already, this is your sign. Go log on today. Um, ChatGPT is basically just a conversational model. So you can ask it anything, you can train it on things, and it will spit back results or responses in a conversational way. And so ChatGPT is a great entry point, A, because it does a lot. It's not a really 
specialized model of AI. It's something that can do a lot of different things for you. It's also a really easy entry point because it's currently free. And that might not be the case for forever, but the base level is currently free. And so you can utilize it to your heart's desire. Currently, I have ChatGPT open every single day. I am using it in some capacity every single day. And the reason I keep it open is because I think it's one of those things where stuff like this is hard to implement in your business. You hear it. And today you might be excited about it. And you're like, oh, that's fun. I love hearing about this. This is exciting. Do you actually do it? I don't know. Yeah, that's just, tough. You see that text prompt there and you just stare at it and you have no idea what to actually input. Yes. Until... The reason I keep it open is it's forcing me to take like two steps backwards to take 10 steps forward. It's something where I might need to learn this. I might need to spend some time prompting it, but then it's going to just skyrocket me forward and it's just going to skip me right ahead. And so I think sometimes we're resistant to like create a new way, create a new workflow or to create a new email template, even though we know that with those two steps forward or two steps to the side, it's going to catapult us forward. So tangible ways that we're using ChatGPT, um, uh, we are using it for blog post copy. We are using it for SEO titles. We are using it for metadata. We are using it for slugs. We are using it for naming new products. We're using it for product descriptions on Shopify. Um, basically, anything that you can think of that needs some copy generated, that is a great place to start with it. We also use it as like an ideation tool. And yeah. so like topics for freebies or topics for your social media captions. Um, I love to get in there. And what Cam was hinting at earlier about limitations of it. It may not spit out something right away that you're like, this is the winner. This is what I am naming my freebie. And that's okay. That gives us an opportunity to dig deeper and to continue to prompt it and kind of just dig at it. So I love to say really specific things like, I'm going to give you this and you're going to give me this. So I will say, this is your role. You are a wedding photographer of 10 years who's super experienced, who's photographing in Minneapolis, Minnesota and creating education for newer photographers that are in their first to third year of business. So really specific, right? Like I'm going to spend a little time there. That's the two steps backwards or to the side where I really invest in there. And then I'm going to say, give me 10 titles that have a fun, exciting, flirty voice, our brand words, that uh, for this product. And then it's going to spit out 10 titles. And in those 10 titles, I might love to. I might love five. I might love parts and pieces. That is where this ideation comes in of like, ooh, okay, that was good. What if it was more like this? Or, oh, I loved the pun in this. Give me 10 more titles like this one. Or give me 10 more titles that have more puns. And when you just dig at it a little bit is where you're going to get results that feel really impactful for your business. I will say there's a second element of like ideation. And then I would say just saving time. We do a lot of things in our business that don't need me, that really don't feel like they need a person. But ChatGPT can be the answer for so many of those. Like, let's say a meta description. How long does it take me to write a meta description on the blog? I don't know, not like two minutes, three minutes, maybe five. It requires a little specialized knowledge of like, how am I going to work my keywords in there? But ChatGPT can do that for me in, you know, literally two seconds. I can say, write a, I can pop my whole blog post in there and then say, write a meta description for this. Boom, it's done. It doesn't need to have my flair. It doesn't, if, if I wanted it to, I could continue prompting it, but it doesn't need to. And there are a lot of things as solopreneurs or small businesses that we don't have the mount manpower for. And ChatGPT can become that best employee ever that's working for you at any time of the day and can generate so much for you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm literally taking notes over here because I like cannot <laughs> wait to go back and re-listen and think of the 27,000 ways that you <laughs> just suggested uh -huh. to use the chat GTP. Like that is just amazing. Totally. And I feel like, and I love this because this is business, right? Things mm -hmm. are constantly evolving. Things are constantly changing. And I love how how you and you made it perfectly clear that just because this is developing now doesn't mean that like any jobs are going away. We just need to start adapting this to our features exactly. and adapting this to our daily lives. And I love that. It doesn't feel as scary that way when you are leading with curiosity mm -hmm. instead of fear. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So ChatGPT is a great starting point. Um, I'll just tell you like two more tools that yeah. we love using right now. The one that I'm obsessed with is called Descript. And Descript, you can pop a video into it. So let's say like Kiana has a little video clip from this. We do YouTube as our weekly content. So we want to be able to pop it in there and then maybe make like a social graphic, make a little reel. You can pop a video in there and say the first case, the first use case is it will then generate an entire script from the video. 
It will take a little bit to buffer, and then all of a sudden there's yeah, crypts there. Transcribe the entire thing. So first, base level, what? That's insane. Second level is that you can then edit from the script. So let's say I want to just edit out a sentence. I don't need to scrub through to find where I messed up that sentence or where I said something wonky. I can just look at it, look at the script, highlight, delete, and it edits that out of the video. What? So, yeah. <laughs> insane. Where I see a really awesome use case of this being for people who work in a service business, for photographers, anyone in the wedding industry, they're sending like welcome videos to their clients of like, oh my gosh, we're so excited that you just booked. Here are the next steps. And they want to say, hi, Blake and Charlie, and put their couple's names in there. That's something that Cam and I would have used to want to have this really personal touch. And so we would re-record, re-record. That's time. Mm-hmm. Girl, that's so much time. Well, even for webinars, taking the word live out of yes. uh, recording. When we want to have an evergreen webinar versus yeah. live, we would re-record those like welcome videos or thank mm-hmm. you videos. Here, you can just highlight and you could swap it out. Can you swap out huge sentences? No. That's where limitations really come in and that's going to be get really, really wonky. But words... We can just flip Blake instead of Charlie. And then all of a sudden we have this personalized video that still has your heart and it still has your intention behind it, but it's saving you so much time. On top of that, Descript, you can then kind of reorganize the video in any way that you want. So let's say I'm taking something and I want to make it into a real format. I can crop it for a real. I can add other things like, let's say like a little cloud where I want to have it then populate the words so that it can be really accessible to everyone. Plus be really dynamic. It's called dynamic text on Descript. So it can be really dynamic and it will just generate that for you. I can change out colors. I can have a progress bar. I can have a, like a little turn on the volume symbol. Descript can do it all right in there. To be honest, when I saw people originally doing this with podcasts, I thought people were typing out word for word and syncing it up. And I was like, And adding the emojis. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? How is that worthwhile? No, Descript is doing it for them. Descript is working overtime. So Descript, I'm obsessed with. We are trying to utilize it currently just for social content. It's a really easy way for us. And then also for anything that's kind of a long form video that we're putting together, that's so fast and easy for us to edit versus us scrubbing through manually to try to find things we want to remove. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me tell you one more thing. Descript also has where you can remove filler words. And it's literally just a toggle bar where it removes pauses, ums, us, whole video, just choop. They're all out of there. It is insane. Yes. So Descript is really, really powerful. It's really awesome. Um, One more tool that we're really excited about is called ManyChat. ManyChat is actually an automation. So it's not fully AI. It is just an automation, but it is an automated chat bot that you could utilize on Facebook, Instagram, in DMs, in stories, in anything. And when I say this, you are probably like, bots in Instagram? Why are you promoting this, girl? (laughs) Um, But what is amazing about ManyChat is it's basically just like a funnel that you can create and you can personalize. And it's providing these responses for people that are real time. They're fast. They have urgency, but they feel really dynamic and really exciting. So a lot of ways that people can utilize this is, for example, we'll utilize it for a freebie or for a new YouTube video. People who want to be able to get links and we can direct them right out of Instagram in the DMs where it feels really authentic and it feels like we're having this full conversation, but they're not having to wait for us. They're not going to have to wait for us to reply to 20 people. We can have it to them right away. Um, It also allows you to do integrations right in the DMs. So people who are signing up for freebies, they can literally be signing up right in the DMs. They are not having to go off the platform, which doesn't feel native. It can happen right there. And how that can look for a lot of service professionals is Minichat can become another all-star employee like ChatGPT in that you have someone that is working 24-7 that has no time off. They are literally responding ASAP. And so that could be service professionals who want to set up an inquiry workflow where people are getting custom proposal or semi, let's call them semi-custom proposals where people can reach out and say, hey, are you available on this date? How much would this be for a six-hour elopement? And then you're having many chat answer questions like, do you want six hours or eight hours? When they check six hours, it then sends them this proposal for six hours. Or it's getting them information right away versus having to inquire on a website, having to wait 48 hours for a reply. It can get them stuff ASAP. And we know that with inquiries, timing is key. And timing can often win out. And so Minichat just becomes this extra fun employee for you that's working overtime. Yeah. And I'll add one more specifically for photographers. 
is we're using AI to edit our images currently. And it is a huge, huge, huge time saver. So there are tools like Imagine AI and Aftershoot edits that do basically the same thing. You train on a large set of the images you've already edited. And then the program will take new images that you add and edit them to be like your style. And I mean, it's not perfect yet. It's getting you 80, 90% of the way there. And you still have to do small tweaks to it. But like the amount of time it saves and for how cheap it is, is incredible. Wow. That's amazing. And I'm just, I'm having one of those epiphanies right now where we're having this conversation and I'm almost having these like out-of-body experiences. P.S. <laughs> I know we just met, but I'm really woo-woo. And I was just feeling, whoa, like, you know, what is this conversation going to look like in five years, 10 years, 20 years? Because what we're chatting about now, like our moms were probably talking about, oh, we can just email birthday invitations, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Like this mm -hmm. is literally how just kind of numb we can be oh, yeah. like to these new innovations and how we are actually utilizing them. So you're just blowing me away right now with all these ideas. Okay. I a hundred percent agree. And it's crazy even like in this case where Cam and I will be on podcast interviews, talk about AI, and then it might not go live for another month or two months or three months. And in that time, things have already developed so far and so fast which is a great mindset shift to get people to just dive in right now. So for example, with Imagine, with Aftershoot, they might have lim limitations. They might have things that aren't perfect right now, but if you can get in and start learning it and be there as it develops, like we were with HoneyBook, mm -hmm. be there for the journey of it, you're going to just be those five steps ahead from someone who waits and who feels right. unsure and feels like, I don't know if this is for me. I've heard that there's a lot of problems with it. I've heard it's not perfect. But if you could be part of that journey, that is so powerful. Yes. I say like, get on it now, jump on it, learn, mm -hmm. be curious. Um, yes. So when you say chat GPT, and I always get the letters wrong, so yes, <laughs> I'll learn it eventually. <laughs> yes, that was right. But can you share with us like exactly what is the link? Like, how do we, do we just Google chat GPT? Like what is, how do you get that little cursor to start blinking? Totally. So yes, you can just Google chat GPT. You can also now go to AI.com. Yep. They literally bought that full domain and it's like, whoa, okay. So okay. AI.com. Um, I will say that every once in a while, it will come up with a pop-up when you want to go to it and it will say it's at capacity or it's full. It's some language like that. Um, know that that doesn't mean that you can't sign up. Some people see that and then they're like, oh shoot, I can't get on it. I can't jump in now. That just means that it's currently at capacity. Oftentimes I will just refresh and then it'll work or I, most of the time it's working. So just don't let that be a barrier. But then once you get in there, they'll have just a little chat bubble chat cursor that you can begin. You can literally type whatever. I talk conversationally sometimes. I'll be like, hey girl, can you give me 10 titles? And then I'll be like, please? awesome, please. Yes, thank <laughs> yes. you so much. I love it. Um, but if people want some more tangible ways to get in there and get going, we have a link that's cameronandtia.com slash weekly for this podcast that's going to have all of our resources. But the biggest thing is right at the top there, there's a video that you can download and it is me on the computer walking you through these examples. So you know how we rattled off like SEO titles, slugs, like all those things. And you're like, okay. Hey, good ideas. How do I do this again? How do I make, how do I implement this? It is a video of my screen going through all of these different ways. And it'll show I'm creating a photography blog post. Then I'm doing some ideation for some new titles for things so that you can actually see like, what are some ways I can prompt this? How can I use my brand voice? How can I add in these elements so that it can become a lot more tangible? And once you walk through that video, then you're like, oh, chat GPT, I'm ready to explore. And that's the power of it. I love that. Thank you so much for creating that link. I will absolutely be linking this in the show notes. I will be posting about it on the blog and just splashing this link everywhere. And I have to tell you before we move on, I have one more question for you guys. Yes. Um, but like I was blown away by that link. You guys have so many resources and freebies and tons of education. And the fact that it was all in one spot. Okay. You all, if you're like, I don't know about AI, I'm not sure. Yep. Go check out this link. You have to see it because you not only are going to want to learn from Cam and Tia, but then you may even kind of adopt this same kind of thing. So if you are trying to get on more podcasts, if you're speaking at events, if you are showing up at a mixer and I mean, how cool would it be to create your own link with your own resources, all one stop shop? 
And then you have a cute little like QR code. And I don't know if those are going out of style yet or not, but like, right. Cause things are moving so quickly, yes. but what a powerful, like powerful tool. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, we're so glad. Yeah. And you know what we've been wanting to implement. So we do this for podcasts. We do it for conferences. Like Kiana mentioned, we also have been wanting to make personalized pages for any vendors that we meet with. Yeah. So, you know, we go down and we sit for coffee with a planner and we're really excited to show her this. We want to show her this. We want to make our pricing guide accessible to her at all times, always real time updated so that she's not having to reach out. We're going to put together personalized, um, like slugs for them that each have their own page that then just feels like a really tangible way for service providers to be able to use, utilize something like this. Oh my gosh. You guys are literally blowing my mind. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> rock. Yes. No, I'm serious. And I want to chat. Okay. So I lied. I'm such a liar. I have two more questions. Um, one, I really want to dive in quickly, um, about your vlog and I was yes. blown away with you guys. Just, you were just, I felt like just so natural and organic buzzing around the graceful gathering conference. And it just felt so organic and easy. You were doing fun little interviews. And of course, cause I'm a stalker. I checked out your YouTube <laughs> yes. channel and I, you know, I love it. And so I, I love that you guys are very vibrant and welcoming. And that is the one way, well, there's like 27,000, but video really is such a great tool and a resource for us to truly showcase those, those individual, like just all the fun things that make us us. So can you share a little bit more about your YouTube channel, how you are utilizing it and just like all the love and the heart behind it? Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so sweet. Thank you so much, Kiana. Um, so our YouTube channel, the main content is photography education. Yeah. So any photographers out there that want to learn about workflows, posing, all those things you can find on our YouTube. The reason that we do vlogs, so vlogs at conferences, we do, Kim and I love to travel and that's a big part of our life that we love to share. We do travel vlogs is that we want to show that personality. Going back to the top of the podcast episode, that is a way where we can show a lot of parts of us. This unfiltered, unveiled, how we operate together, our friends, our family, contacts that we make at conferences that become our friends, all of those things. It allows us this big open door for people to see a lot more about us. Is it necessarily something that is like hard hitting, boosting our bottom line, anything like that? No. Directly? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Directly, no, but it allows people to get invested in us yeah. and allows us to open that door so that they're not just purchasing a course from us because they like our education. Hopefully they are purchasing a course from us because they got to know us and they got to find someone who they wanted to spend their money on the same way that we were talking about conferences. And so um, it just becomes, it's a fun hobby, but it is intentional in the way that it's opening a door for yeah. people. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I love ask, asking each guest. In fact, I'm so excited because I have two today. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to know um, from each of you, if you have a key tip to share some type of just experience or little fun fact that you wish you knew sooner. Yeah, totally. Um, So mine is, is that it's a, it's a mindset shift vibe, but I think that the more that entrepreneurs, small business owners can jump and build wings on the way down is better. The more that you try to not pause and get everything right and make sure that you're saying the right thing, doing the right thing, everything's perfect. The more that you can just go, Whew, I'm going to fling myself and I'm going to figure it out. And I have confidence that I can figure it out as I go. That is powerful. And I know it is so hard because many entrepreneurs are type threes on the Enneagram and they're like, I need to get this right before I do things. I love to do things. I love to do things and get things right, but I need to make sure it's right first. And I think that it's I want to really challenge people to just say, what if I go for it? What if I go for it and figure it out? Or what if I put something out that is 93% perfect? And then I can figure out the 7% as I get feedback, as I trial and error it. And there's so much power in that. And I think a lot of successes that Cam and I have seen in our business is when we jumped and when we had that faith in ourselves of like, I know we can do this. We just need to figure it out as we go. Yeah. And then for me, I'm going to jump back to the beginning of our conversation and related to you too, to get and to stay curious throughout your business journey. I think for someone like me who also procrastinates quite a bit, I know there can be some downsides to getting curious. I know there'll be times I'm editing late at night and I'm like, you know what, maybe there is a new editing tool out there that can help me do this better or faster. And I will spend four hours researching that instead of actually getting work done. So I know there can be some downsides. I'm like, sir, what? Yeah. 
But I also know that sometimes in that time, we'll find a program like HoneyBook or Aftershoot or something like that that'll help us so much down the road. And for me also now embracing structure and scheduled like bulk or not bulk batch work schedules. Yep. Uh, I'll set aside now at least an hour a week to have that curiosity time to literally just sit down, no other tasks on my plate and just Google to use chat GBT, just do something to get curious, to see what new is out there. Anytime throughout the week that something pops in my head, I'm like, Oh, maybe I should stop working and get this done. I know now. Okay. That'll be, that'll be my Friday task. I can, I can do it then, but taking a time, to be and to stay curious so can help so much down the road. Yes. So listeners that have heard all these tools and they're like, where do I even start today? Yeah. I am feeling so unsure about this. How do I implement? If you can take Cam's curiosity hour and carve out a time on your schedule where you say, this is my curiosity hour. This is where I'm going to explore. This is where I'm going to give these tools a try. Go through this page and just kind of click on some, see if they're a good fit for me. That's where things start becoming tangible is through a curiosity hour. Oh my goodness. You guys are so incredible. I am so grateful for your time and your enthusiasm and your heart behind truly helping others, whether it's capturing them on the best days of their lives or helping entrepreneurs fall in love with Mondays. You guys are seriously killing it. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful. So how can we find you? I know you mentioned the link. Um, I know that I instantly want to be your BFFs, even though we're across the country from each other, but how could people find you and work with you? Yes. Oh, you rock. So you can find us everywhere at Cameron and Tia. So it's Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-O-N and A-N-D and then Tia, T-I-A. We are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere like that. And then you can find all of those tools on CameronandTia.com slash weekly amazing i appreciate you two so much thank you and oh, thank i cannot you so much. i can't wait to see you at the next conference let's yes. go yes. <laughs> i love it thank you have a great day thank you for joining the party your cameron and tia are out there they're building sustainable and professional businesses while making their clients and friends feel loved and appreciated this is your sign, babe. This is your sign to sign up for that next conference, book that flight, attend an in-person event in your hometown, and surround yourself with more souls that share similar passions. Make sure to scroll the show notes and check out CameronandTia.com slash weekly to learn more about all the programs, apps, and freebies discussed today. Plus, like I mentioned this episode earlier, it's totally worth taking a peek at the link Cameron and Tia made specifically for this podcast interview. They're making links like this to share for events, podcast interviews, and for their clients. What a great way to share your resources and start building your affiliate links backed by your heart and passions for sharing and serving your clients. Thank you so much for listening. I am beyond grateful to have you here in my corner on this journey as we continue to chase really, really big dreams. Keep on dancing, baby. Cannot wait for you to join for future connection calls. Hey, love you. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie Weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com slash podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.